0: highlight a couple things real quick before I start talking here about what I have to say. Um, They always say that you should celebrate things that you want repeated, and so I just want to share a couple things that I noticed in the church um, last week or recently. Um, Number one, I saw a man out here shoveling the sidewalks this morning. Um, And, uh, you know, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, and you know who you are. I'm not going to say names. I just, you know who you are. Um, there's a young man that goes to school every week. And uh, I heard this story. And he reads his Bible at school. A, ch- a child in our church. And he is having an impact upon his students in his school. We want that to repeat. Amen? That's good. Um, and the other one that I wanted to highlight was just um, um, our business, our people that are taking care of the money aspect of our church right now and spending extra time to figure out where our money's going and what's going on with that. And praise God. Thank you. That's a, such an important ministry. That, that's not where I thrive. So um, some of you know that. So anyways, um, praise God that we have people that thrive in those areas. So thank you. just wanted to celebrate those things this morning. Um, can you guys journey back to the time when you were younger, like really young, maybe like as tall as this candle right here um, and you were at a maybe at a public pool or maybe for some of you it was a local pond in your backyard or it was a lake by your house or something and you remember those and those are good times right the suns beaming down from the sky and it's just a just a great day and do you remember that maybe the time when you were like in the shallow end of the pool or the shallow end of the lake and you were kind of looking out at this deep end of the lake going, uh, I really would like to go out there, but it's a little bit scary. Because you heard stories of people saying there's sharks out there. You know that, right? And people said that stuff to you, or there's stuff that's going to, you know, stuff's going to bite you in the water. Or um, if you don't swim well, you just, you're you're not going to make it. So you're like, I better not venture out to the deep end of the waters. And so... I remember growing up and being at the local swimming pool here in Rothschild, the, um, looking at the big high dives and the big diving boards and wondering, I really want to jump off of those. But yet I was little, and I was still in the shallow end of the pool. And then some of the motivations that came to, my, to me were that there was girls at the end of the pool at that time, and I was like, hey, I need to get to the deep end. <laughs> you know? and, uh, so, um, and just like in our Christian walk, there are people that are living in the deep end of the pool. So, can, so if you're a deep end of the pool type Christian, can you keep living that way, please? Because we need you to keep living that way. We need you to look weird and awkward and keep living the way that God calls you to. If you're in the shallow end of the pool, I'm inviting you to the deep end this morning to uh, receive a blessing from God. And so, um, so we're going to lo- turn to uh, Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18 to find out how you can go uh, into that deep end of your spiritual life In your deep end with God And so Matthew six sixteen through 18 uh, Reads like this It says when you fast Okay so it's underlined When you fast Do not look somber as the hypocrites do For they disfigure their faces To show others they are fasting Truly I tell you They have received their reward in full But when you fast Okay it said it again put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you so I'm talking this morning about fasting to abide in Christ and so this Bible verse right here talks about when you fast and so in in Matthew chapter 6 if you're there you'll see that there's kind of three things that, that Jesus talks about in this um, while he's talking to his disciples. He talks about three things. He says, when you... Somebody just say it. When you... What's the first one? <laughs> You're ahead of me. When you give, all right? When you pray, and when you fast... Now I'm not saying this is a biblical command to fast. Okay, that's not what I'm up here to do. But it says when you do these things, and so Jesus is saying when you do that, uh, this is this is going to happen. And so He says this differently. He says um, He says in there He says I shall reward you openly. And so I think of a word uh, when I was looking at this openly, um, and this was actually in the King James version of the Bible. Um, openly actually means to manifest. And so there, there are things that God wants to bring out in the open that are blessings from him that he wants to manifest in your life or your daughter or your son's life or your friend's life or people that you've been praying for for many years. He wants to open up, this, open up what he has blessed for them and he wants to manifest that. And so to illustrate that, Cain, can you give me my backpack really quick? I have, I have a bag right here. I forgot to bring it up and uh, with me, but I'll have Cain. Can everybody? It's good to see Cain back in church. Amen. Cain had a, had a rough thing there. So I have this bag here, and in here is something, and it's concealed, right? You can't see it. You don't know what it is. But now you're all going, man, what's in that bag? I want to see it. You know. And so when I when whatever is concealed in here comes out, it means that it manifests itself. How many of you are hungry for a Milky Way right now? You raised your hand first, so there you go. So, just like that in your life, God has these, this bag of promises that he wants to pour out in your life. He wants to manifest things that he promises, and where he promises that is in his word it says this and it'll be up on the screen here so there's this there's this bag of promise uh we'll just wait for it because i'd like you to read it too it says god has a bag too his bag of promises and they come from his word and he's got lots of them in there and so i just want to bring us to these two words when and then all right so when and and then it's really easy to remember. So, if you're ever thinking about, okay, well, how do I do this? How do I do this God thing or this walk with God or whatever? You just think of when and then, okay? So, here's some examples of when and then from the Bible. And I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to go through these like, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these. But I just want to show you them. Um, and what I'd like you to do, these are actually in your uh, bulletin or your program this morning, so you can look along. And what I'd like to do is is give you these, and then when you go home this week, you kind of get a hunger to read them, okay? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to whet your appetite. <laughs> okay, biblical examples of God's promises in fasting. Uh, the disciples, freedom from addictions of sin. And so these are ways that fasting and praying had helped people in the Bible. And so here we go. Fasting uh, helps freedom from addictions of sin. In Mark 9, 29, Jesus uh, cast this demon out of a person. Yes, that happens. And, uh, and it's weird, probably, right? But in, he casts this demon out, and then the, they come to the disciples, and they're like, well, why, couldn't we, why couldn't we do this? Why couldn't we cast out this demon? And, and Jesus said this only comes out by praying and fasting, okay? There may be some things in our life that are strongholds on our life that we may need to fast in order to see God move, Um, in our life. So um, besides just prayer, we may need to see fasting. Uh, Ezra, for help in financial troubles. We have Samuel for national revival. Amen? We need national revival. No one in this room doesn't believe that. (laughs) Amen? Elijah, for negative emotional feelings and habits. Uh, Elijah goes back to God for 40 days, and and his distress and his Uh, his loneliness and his brokenness and he takes it to God and God meets his need. The widow uh, in 1 Kings who fasted and helped uh, with humanitarian needs and other things and Paul for major life decisions when he was blind and said he did not eat food for three days and and, uh, Daniel for health and healing in the book of Daniel and John the Baptist for influence on other people and then Esther for protection against danger in Esther 14.6. And so you can read those on your time this week to learn more about those, those certain people. But I want to highlight uh, fasting in a way that um, kind of a how-to guide to fasting. And all this came from a book by Jennison Franklin. And so if you want the website, I'll give you that this morning um, because it wasn't in your program or bulletin. So, but the how-to. So there's different ways to do this. So here we go up on the screen. There's a full fast, which you can read it on the screen there, um, and you can write some of these down if you need to 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 help you if you're going to fast. There's the Daniel fast. There's also um, that eats no meat, no sweets, and no bread. So you give up, like, your sweet tarts or your bottle caps or whatever you like, your your Milky Way. Uh, And uh, you just... You just trust the Lord to uh, bless you in that way. Um, Three-day fast, this can be full, Daniel, or give up at least one food item. Um, And then there's partial fast, which is from 6 to 8, 6 to 3, or from sunup to sundown, or whatever you choose. You could say, I'm going to do dinner, I'm going to do a lunch, I'm going to fast, and and I'm going to seek the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. I'm going to take my normal habits, my normal life, and I'm going to trust Him to fill me with what I need. Amen? Because we trust too many things in our life to, to fulfill us, and God, we want him to be the sustainer of all that we do. And so the key to all this is to remember that it is the attitude of a heart, sincerely seeking him, that is God, to which God responds with a blessing. All right? So it's not just that you're doing fasting and you're, and you're, and you're uh, taking the time out to receive whatever you're asking for. Because just because you're asking for a certain thing does not mean that God is going to do what? That God is going to do that, right? We're not doing this to manipulate and twist God's arm behind his back and go, God, I'm fasting, so you need to save my friend. Right? God, you, I'm fasting, so you've got to help my family in this financial situation. God, I'm fasting, so you need to do this. No, we're humbly going before God. We're giving up meals. We're giving up TV. We're giving up YouTube. We're giving up time uh, that we might spend with other people even to spend time with God. And we are humbly asking him to do what only he can do in people's lives. That's what we're doing. And so that's the key is for us to have an attitude of a heart seeking after God and not after just things or stuff that we want him to do. And so Kim has talked a lot about replacing your idols with Jesus. And so I just wanted to highlight that for a moment. When, we, when you give up something for somebody else, so can you imagine this? If you went home today or tonight at 7, whatever time the Packers play, 7.30, and you went home tonight, and if, if you're a guy, most of the time you really love the Packers. Some women do too, yes, I know that. But if you were a guy and your wife did not like watching football or didn't like the Packers and you went home tonight and you gave up the Packer game to spend time with your wife, would that make a difference in her life? Would that make a difference in your life? Now I'm not telling you you have to do that, okay? That's not a command from heaven. But I'm But I'm saying that would make a difference in your life, amen? It's just like that. When you do things, when you give up things, when you do that, that makes a difference in God. God notices. He's like, man, you're giving up food because you care about that person in your family? Wow. Like, you must be really serious about them knowing Jesus or something, you know? Or, or you're giving up your video game that you play all the time because you want to spend time with me? I must be pretty special to you. You know, that's how God responds to us because because he does have human emotion too, Right? We're made in the image of God. And so, so that's what he does. And so when you give up something, he will come, he will meet you. Because he does that, it deepens your relationship. And I think that's the whole point. It's, it's not that we're up here to go, well, you need to do this spiritual discipline because it says so in the Bible and that's what you need to do. No, you, you do the spiritual discipline because you know that that pleases God. And that honors him and it gets you into his presence and it draws you in and you get to the heart of who he is. And so I've been, uh, and so what this does is, what this does is this. What draws us close to Jesus, or should in fact draw us close to Jesus, and this, this is up on the screen, is the fact that he gave up everything for us. He came down from heaven and lived life among us and died in our place. The death that we deserved, he came from royalty to become low. He lived in rags to clothe us in white righteousness. He saw and experienced all evil so we could overcome evil. He gave up everything for us. He gave up everything to deepen the relationship between God the Father and man. Amen? That's what he did. And so we we respond in the same way, right? Amen? So recently I've been having eternity on my heart. I've been having heaven and life is... I'm, I'm going to turn 35 in two weeks. Some of you turned 35 already, right? So you have a wise advice for me on that, amen? I, that's good. And and I'm joining the 35 club, and I'm starting to think that life is starting to go down... Not. Not going up, it's starting to go this way now. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. But I start having this ache in my soul for eternity, and the things of God, and not just my life anymore. I'm really, I'm just kind of tired of my life, and how it is. Like, not that I'm bad, or I'm doing things that I shouldn't be doing, but I just look at some of the church fathers from back in history, some of the guys that went before me, and I said, man, they were so devoted to the message of Christ, and what he did, and who he was, and and I think of guys like Hudson Taylor, uh, who went all the way to China, lost kids to sickness, I mean, things that happened to him. I look at different people like Brendan Manning, who wrote you know the pilgrim's progress and the, the passion that they had for the gospel and, and I want that and, and I'm thinking of this and, I, and so in my heart I said I want this I want this and God speaks to me and he says okay if you want that then I want you for seven days to give up TV watching at night when, you're, when your kids are in bed I want you to give up your YouTube videos I want you to give up your NBA the NBA just started Jesus come on are you serious I mean, I was waiting for like four months for the NBA to start, and now you're telling me. And just said, I need you to 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 show me how serious you are about eternity, what you are saying in your in your words, and what's coming out of your heart. I want to see it. And so I went on a seven-day fast from TV, YouTube, video games, all this stuff. And so um, so I was reading a spiritual discipline book by Richard Foster. I don't know if you guys ever read that one. It's a great one. If you want a book on spiritual disciplines, it's it's great. Um, and so I get about the the sixth night, and I honestly have to be I have to be truly honest with you. The sixth night, I'm thinking there is nothing happening. There is I'm just I'm doing this uh, I'm doing this fast, and I'm seeking the Lord. And God, you're supposed to be meeting my need here. You're not meeting me here, God. I, I just keep doing the discipline, and nothing's happening, and I'm just, yeah, God, you need to, you know, you're end of the bargain here. And, and so, I, so I'm sitting there, and then he brings my mind and says, well, you need to read the acts of service part of the five love language books. And I'm like, thank you. And so I'm reading that, and, and it's funny how, as I'm doing a fast for myself and getting closer to God, he brings me to a book that helps me with my marriage. Amen? That's a good thing. He brings me to a book that helps me with my own things in my own life to see where I am falling short in this time. And so I'm on the sixth night, but, I, but, I, but I'm reading and I'm reading, and all of a sudden I, just, I have this, this great hope in me, and I go, the seventh night, God is going to do something. The bag is full. The promises are in that bag. It's full. It's ready to be released, and it's going to happen. And so I'm, so, I'm, so I'm like, yeah, this is going to be— so I'm like, I've committed to seven days. I'm going to do this. And so I, I get to the seventh night. I immediately uh, get before the Lord, and all of a sudden, I just feel this resurgence in my soul. I can't explain. It, it's, I can't explain what it feels like. You know it when you come to Christ. I'll just say that. You know it when the Holy Spirit comes into your life and everything changes. You can feel it. It changes you, and that's what happened. I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, boom, like this renewal, this refreshing of his glory, of his presence, of his love, of his goodness. It was like this song that says, your love washed over me, and it was, it was beautiful, but it took me the seven days, the commitment. I had to walk through it. There have been other times that I have fasted. I got to be honest, And I have seen a cracker sitting there, and I've eaten it. And I've failed. And that was my first thought. I failed. And then I was like, no, it's not a pass or fail thing. It's about me wanting to know God. It's not about me getting an A-plus on my fasting. Did I abstain from every food that I could? No, not always. Does God bless you in the effort? Yes. And so there are some times that you are going to fast and you're just going to fail, or there are times that you're going to fast and you're not going to see the blessing right away. but you know what? God says, when you fast, then I will, then I will do this. And you have these biblical examples of that. You have examples of Jesus when he fasted forty days, what happened? Satan came to him and then he got He was tempted, and he was able to overcome because he had the power of the Holy Spirit. He had the spiritual power to overcome because he had fasted. He'd given that time to God. And so this brings me to my last point this morning, and there's one biblical fast I did not mention. And Rory, can you come up? Rory's going to be closing us in a song here in a second, a minute here. Um, There's one biblical fast I did not mention. And it's in Luke chapter two, verses thirty-six through thirty-eight. And this is a prophet named Anna, and Anna was—I uh, think they say she was eighty-four years old at the time. And she was in the temple, and I'm just gonna—I'm just gonna talk. I'm not gonna read the scripture. Anna was eighty-four years old. She's a temple, and it talks about her praying and fasting. And it talks about her seeking God. And every day, she's at the temple, and she's praying, and she's fasting, 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 and she's praying, and she's fasting every day. At the temple. All of a sudden, Joseph and Mary show up with God, With the baby Jesus in their hands. Her time of praying and fasting brought about a greater blessing she never ever would have realized in her life. Do you think that she knew that she was gonna meet the baby Jesus? Do you think that she was gonna see God incarnate that morning? I don't know how many years she prayed and fasted at the temple, I don't know how many years she poured into God. I don't know, I don't know, it doesn't specifically say that. But I do know that she was doing it day after day after day after day. day. And she saw Jesus. And then in seeing Jesus and Jesus coming to her, then she was able to proclaim, this is the one that you're looking for. This is the one that you need. This is the person, this is God incarnate right here before you. This is who you need right here. And so her prayer and fasting brought about a great blessing in her life. And so I don't know what you're going to do with this message this morning. I know we're on a time of abiding over the next month. Uh, Kim has challenged us for the next month to read John chapter 15, to spend an hour every day in the scriptures praying, seeking God. And when, when God asked me to talk about fasting. That was about two months ago, even before I knew what Kim was doing. And so this just fits into abiding. And so if this is going to be helpful to you, I pray that you could do it. I, I also throw something out there to say if you need to talk to your doctor about that before you do it, that's a good thing too, because I don't. Um, but if you can give up something in your life, maybe it's sweets, maybe it's a meat for a while, maybe it's the TV, maybe whatever it is, but To show God that you are serious about him blessing um, your life or somebody that you know and in the end, you will be the one that's fully blessed because God will bless you with his presence and his love and his goodness. And so, I'm just going to give us a chance to respond to God this morning and uh, Rory has graciously said yes to playing a song and this is all who are thirsty and you guys probably know it, but When I talk about the deep end, we want to be deep crying out to deep. And if we're going to be deep spiritual people in Christ, we need to do the things that God calls us to do to be that. And so this is our cry, our heart's cry, is all who are thirsty this morning. And so if you're thirsty, just say, come Lord Jesus, come, and meet my need this morning. Amen.